Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Ball. Yeah, I'm talking about Ball. Is in Ball Arena where the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche play. I'm talking about a sustainable aluminum can beverage company. I'm talking about an aerospace engineering company. Yeah, I'm talking about a great place to work and they want to hire you. And why I say they're a great place to work is they are all about workplace idealism. Their culture of belonging has been noticed by the human rights campaign. They have a corporate equality index score of 100%. So objectively, your background, whatever that may be, will not prevent you from succeeding there. And once you're there, they've got great opportunities to continue uh, that, that, that involvement and inclusion. In fact, they have groups like the Society of of women's engineers that they support and many others as well. And they want to hire you in order to meet growing demand supply for a truly circular packaging system. They believe in providing open opportunities for all people and championing innovation is tied to their future. So if you want to work at Ball and get a great job with an excellent company, they have jobs open at their Golden Plant here in Colorado. All you have to do is text GOLDEN to 77222. Or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. Of course, text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. All right, fellas, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach May, Sake at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with brick, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Thursday. Really giving me Friday vibes, game day vibes. We're almost there and we're going to break down this entire game. But first, I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guys, Andrew Mason and Ryan Koningsberg. And we are the DNVR Broncos crew. But before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because over at MSU Denver Online, they are the new urban online university 
University with learning outcomes equivalent to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities, but over at MSU Denver, they deliver. Whether you're online or on campus, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well in their online courses as they do in person. So make sure to check them out. It's Strez knows what's up, wants to know about that online learning. And without further ado, my boys, what is up, my friends? What's going on? Uh, you know, just uh, another uh, another beautiful day. Um, I, I just love the way that the vibes are in Broncos country right now. You, you know, I don't know how long this is going to last. I hope it lasts for a very long time. But this is the first time in a long time that I can remember um, a bit of peace and harmony in Broncos country throughout the week. I'm sure there's little squabbles going on here and there that I'm not seeing, but uh, it, it feels like everyone's, you know, taking a break from being at each other's throats uh, to just enjoy the fact that the Broncos are, uh, you know, one and zero right now. Yeah, they're freaking out over uh, Cortland Sutton. I, I put a video up of Sutton mm. going through a foot placement drill, and people are freaking out about that. And look, you know, we know Sutton's not all the way back, but it's okay. I mean, he's when you're trying to work your way back and you're working on placement, you're going to put a little bit more oomph into it and be a little bit more stop start the way he was. But if that's the only crisis among fans in Broncos country, then we're in much better shape. I would say probably the most harmonious point that we have seen since uh, the early part of the 2017 season when it looked like Trevor Simeon might be the guy. Mesa, I, I have to. Well, I love the Trevor Simeon reference in the first four minutes that, of the that show. Was, Th- that was for thank you, you for that. Zach. Thank that you. And it, 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 I have to ask when you put that video out there, well, where, did you know it was going to scare people? Because, uh, you know, you no. presented it without comment. No, I mean, I was just putting up some that I put up a receiver a ball protection drill. I, I really did not think it was going to be explode <laughs> like that. And then we have our, we have a meeting right after that. And, and then uh, it's just all over the place. And then finally, I'm okay. I got to explain this here, but this is, I'll, I'll tell you what, if Cortland, if Cortland Sutton is running like that, uh, then yeah. he will not be running because that would be very right. bad. I mean, look, we know he's not a hundred percent and he's not all the way back. And other guys did go through that smoother, but it's, you know, he's, he wasn't listed on the practice injury report. So, you know, there you go. I I just had like a great visual while I was reading the responses of Cortland Sutton, like running downfield for a nine route, just hobbling, hobbling <laughs> swinging, the, you know, the, 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 the spare tire around. I mean, oh, that man. would be that that would just be like a broken kneecap having to run like that. And guys, we're starting off this Thursday with Friday vibes with a super chat. So let's get to it right now. Coming in from Logan. He says, sup, boys, longtime listener. Let's say Teddy goes for 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, league average in yards and a playoff berth. How much is he getting paid? <clears throat> What's league average? Like thirty five hundred? Sure. Yeah, thirty-seven hundred. Yeah, it probably maybe this year. This would put him right around about a ninety, about ninety-eight rating. I mean, basically, basically mid-tier. Uh, I don't want to go down this road yet. I like just living <laughs> in this, this honeymoon phase right now, where well, we just get and, to enjoy, you know, what's going on. And Ryan, that honeymoon phase right now is to the tune of thirty-four touchdowns and zero interceptions oh, with the God. best quarterback or the best QBR in the league at ninety-seven Uh-oh. or ninety-five point seven. That's a good world to live in. 
Yeah, and, and you know, this is where you would hope that George Payton just had a plan coming into the season. Um, you can't, like, in my opinion, you shouldn't be swayed unless, you know, Teddy Bridgewater takes you to a Super Bowl or, I mean, heck, I could maybe be convinced, but with an AFC championship game appearance. But you if, better be. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, I don't know. Don't, don't forget the uh, Jaguars-Blake Bortles mistake after yes. they went to the AFC championship game. Okay, but who who was better throughout there? I mean, do you are you comparing Teddy to to Blake? I, I've I've had I a lot hope, more trust in Teddy. Yeah, I for his hope entire Teddy career. is better than than Blake Bortles was because Bortles was a a lower mid tier quarterback when the Jaguars made that run. If you're if you're talking about uh, twenty five touchdowns, ten picks, thirty eight hundred yards, I mean that's a good season, but it also brings you, the problem is. If you give him a big contract that you're that locks you in for that for three or four years, the problem is that puts you in the danger zone of uh, kind of where the Ravens were for a few years after they gave Joe Flacco the big contract. A danger zone is paying elite money for an for average mid tier quarterbacking, and so I'd be okay with forty million over over two years, but I really wouldn't be down for more than that right now. Yeah. I, I was going to say my cap is probably at $20 million. Well, and and here's what you do, Mace. I mean, that that's the perfect contract for him because then you also draft a rookie quarterback in the first round next year. You try to trade up to get your guy, or if your guy falls to you, you take him in the first round, and Teddy's your starter next year. He keeps you competitive. If he starts to fade off in the middle of the year, boom, rookie goes in, and there you go. You're set. You're ready to ride off into the sunset. It's just it's it's exactly what the San Francisco 49ers are doing. They have a $25 million quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. They're happy to start him this year because they think that they're a playoff team, but they're still even incorporating Trey Lance right now. So, Logan, that that is a fine scenario and a good scenario for the Broncos this year. And it gives them stability. It brings that winning culture. Teddy's obviously a great guy in the locker room. There's no question about that. Taking young guys like KJ Hamler under his wings, but he, that, that wouldn't be the end result there. I mean, yeah, the worst thing you could do is get locked up in a four year, hundred million dollar contract. If it's two years, 20 million, let's say 25 guaranteed that second year. When you move on to that, that, who what what would be a second year player then? You only have five million dollars that you have to uh, eat for Teddy, and that's totally fine. Desmond Ritter, baby, we're talking about late, mid to late twenties. You have a nice playoff run, and you have a quarterback marinating behind Teddy. Desmond Ritter that's, from Cincinnati would be really good. I don't know, Mace. Uh, Sam Howell may be that drop. type of guy. <laughs> yeah, although it was interesting. They uh, um, at North Carolina they welcomed some scouts this week, and uh, apparently, uh, Kevin Colbert, the GM of the Steelers, was there. And we know they're looking at a long-term uh, quarterback need with Roethlisberger nearing the end. So maybe Howell ends up being a Pittsburgh Steeler. May, yeah. may, maybe. And in the comments here, um, CC says ten to twelve million per year is what I'm looking at for Teddy. Well, you better hope you know the Broncos go one and sixteen, uh, if that's what you're hoping to pay him long term. Uh, and, and if he if he has a two yeah. to one touchdown to interception ratio, and the Broncos make the playoffs, I mean, it's crazy. But this is the world we live in. You're starting at about twenty million dollars. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are. This is a future problem, and again, it's why I say I'd rather just live in the now, in the uh, in the honeymoon phase where. You know, we're just talking about the Broncos potentially, you know, starting hot and maybe making a playoff run later. Um, but it 
it's going to get awkward if Teddy has a really good season. It, it just is. And it's what I was getting at is I would just hope George Payton had a plan before the season that says, hey, look, you know, just about no matter what happens, I'm sticking to my plan for the future of the quarterback position. I'm not going to be swayed um, by Teddy Bridgewater having a good season uh, and, you know, start to think about paying him, you know, $100 million over four years. Really quick, DBA says $20 million seems high for Teddy. That's what he signed two years ago, so he'll be like three years removed from that contract. He'll think $20 million sounds low. But guys, we have some other people in the comments section who are saying, do you have a prediction about the Jags? And Ryan, you want to live in the moment right now, so let's talk about this game. Mace and I broke down the five key things that the Broncos need to do. And Ryan, to kind of give you a recap of it, they were all very basic things because the Broncos are the better football team here. And when you're the better football team, you you just need to play football how football is supposed to be played and not beat yourself not lose this game and in my opinion it's crazy to say about a team that hasn't had a winning record since 2016 but these Denver Broncos are way better than than this Jacksonville Jaguars team so really that's what this comes down to are the Broncos going to beat themselves and so I ask you guys that question are the Broncos going to beat themselves I sure don't think so um this doesn't seem like a team that beats themselves and that's really encouraging to me. Uh, I don't believe there were any penalties on the offensive line last week, which is super, super encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the types of things where, you know, Zach, after the game, we talked a lot about margin for error. And I think the margin for error grows and shrinks depending on what team you're playing. Um, but last week, the margin for error actually existed. Um, and they were able to get away with some things, but they also really didn't shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, you didn't have a big turnover. You didn't have a big special teams blunder. You didn't have drives starting off with 10-yard penalties on the offensive line. You didn't have false starts in third and one. Those sort of things that just, I mean, just kill you as a football team. And so uh, for me, that, that was one of the more encouraging things, regardless of the opponent, that the Broncos were really like on their P's and Q's in that game. Um, and I think if they do that in this game, they're going to be just fine. So uh, I, I really don't see you know, this being a team that struggles to, to stay away from beating themselves. Yeah, and you mentioned that you know, they didn't make those mistakes and the Giants did. And the Giants did. Now, turnovers, it was even, of course, because you have the, the Albert O fumble that really shouldn't have been a lost fumble because the knee was out of bounds. We all know that. And then Daniel Jones had the fumble. So one hand kind of kind of washed the other there. But you have to – I think you can expect the Jaguars, young team, new coach who seems in over his head, new quarterback who doesn't seem in over his head but seems like a rookie quarterback. I think you can expect to, them to make mistakes. Now, there's going to come a time where your margin for error is going to shrink. But that being said, guys – Looking back at the Giants game, even though the because because the Broncos didn't make those mistakes, they they won comfortably. But it's not hard to envision that game if one or two things go differently being much different. Even though the Broncos were up by twenty points in the fourth quarter, so I don't think they're at the point where they can afford to lose their edge and not be on guard for preventing mistakes because. You know, if let's let's say Jones fumbles, but the Broncos don't recover it. I mean, that was a, that was a key moment in the game. Um, there were a couple other moments where you could say, okay, that's where it turned. So, Denver, it was a resounding win, but 
not out of the woods yet of being able to put themselves in a bad situation, even against a bad team. And this is a perfect super chat coming in from Taylor. He says, I don't know about harmony. I woke up from a nightmare this morning where the Broncos got upset by the Jags 28 to seven guys. Does this game smell like an upset to you or am I just overreacting? And I think from what Mason RK said, I'm going to agree with both of them. I think it was a nightmare and nightmares you hope aren't real. So Taylor, I don't think that's going to be real. And when we talk about teams beating themselves, guys, when I look around the NFL right now, I don't think there's a team around the NFL that's going to beat themselves more, at least in week two, than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So not only are the Broncos going to have to beat themselves to lose this game, but they're going to have to beat themselves more than the Jacksonville Jaguars beat themselves this game. Look at just all the turmoil going on down there in Jacksonville. I mean, their head coach is already, there's questions on if his head is in the game uh, and, and if his heart's in the game right now. Uh, there's questions on if he's going to take the USC job today, literally. I mean, Thursday was the big day for uh, for, for that job. And there there's some, Trevor Lawrence just came off his first game in his career where he threw three interceptions. Oh, and by the way, guys, this Jacksonville Jaguars team it's not a coincidence why they had good quarterback play for Gardner Minshew last year and still only won one game. It's because they're a very bad team. On on offense, they're going to have flashes. They may have a flash this week against the Broncos' defense. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to make some wow plays, but their defense, guys, oh my goodness, is it bad and while the Broncos defense of 2015 we haven't seen that 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 incredible defense since then from the Broncos the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that that was really good that brought brought Blake Bortles to an AFC championship game that is exploded that is completely gone guys they are terrible against the pass they are terrible against the run they just allowed the Houston Texans to drop 30 on them and not Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans, Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans, the team that everyone was laughing at them this entire offseason. They just not allow, not only allow them to beat them, put up 31 points. Guys, this is a game where, man, if the Broncos get trapped into this game, well, shame on everyone in the organization because the Broncos aren't good enough to get trapped in a game. Uh, no team should be getting trapped in week two. No. Yeah, I, I love what you said there. Um, first of all, trap games shouldn't exist in the National Football League. Um, I get it in college when you've got a bunch, you know, a bunch of kids playing football, and you know maybe they've got um, a top five matchup coming the week after, and there's they've started to let their minds wander to, oh man, what if we can beat, you know, whoever they've got on the schedule. This, I mean, this is the National Football League, and these guys know they at least they should. They should know that the guys on the other side are getting paid a lot of money. Actually, probably this is almost the same amount of money that they're doing to beat them just the way that you're getting paid to beat the other team. So there's there should be no such thing as a trap game. And usually a trap game comes when there's another big matchup on the other side of this. Well, on the other side of this, you know, you got the lowly Jets at home. So you shouldn't be looking forward to that one, even though Vic Fangio did it already. Um, but, you, you know, Zach, you mentioned all the turmoil in Jacksonville. Um, and you said that he, uh, Urban Meyer had to answer questions about the USC job. I actually uh, take issue with the way you phrased that. He didn't take a question at all. He got, uh, you know, he got the the answer served on a platter. That that the way that that was phrased drove me crazy. 
hey, you know, just want to give you a chance to refute the report that, you know, you oh might be interested gosh. in in the USC job. I'm like, what are we doing here? Was this oh, I didn't even know Do that. We, exactly. Do we know who asked that? Like, because uh, it I sounds like that- it was the PR, you know, <laughs> head of PR. I mean, well, that she's was- having a rough week on Twitter this oh, week. Yeah. That was that was one step away from Mr. Burns. Your campaign as the momentum of a runaway train. Why are you so popular? I mean, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't be, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. And you know, that's that's probably why, on some level, they did not want Urban Meyer doing a conference call with media based in the Pac-12. Oh, by the way, the question I would have asked would have been about, hey, what do you think of Steve Adazio so far, Urban? Yeah. I would have told them um, no one that covers the Broncos gives a damn about the Pac-12. Except <laughs> And I wouldn't Except have been you. on the call. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I so wanted to ask him about Adazio. I, that, yeah, is a, I mean, that is a train wreck right now. <laughs> yeah, Urban, uh, so your buddy that you sent up here, uh, not doing so hot. Were you trying to screw them over or are you just yeah. not smart? <laughs> Urban, do you think you're going to have a better record after six games than Steve Adazio? Oh, set, you're setting your win total at, uh, at one and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> like I said, but, I, I, I'm not even getting like that much enjoyment out of how bad Steve Adazio is. Yeah, it's sad. But it's not sad for the Broncos playing Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend, guys. Should we, we should just dive into our picks right now. Let's get into our Broncos picks for this game. Broncos, ooh, look at that fancy little graphic. Broncos, six-point favorites for this game. But we'll just pick it straight up. And guys, I'll start. I'm going blowout. I'm going 30 to 13 no and... you stole my score <laughs> no way <laughs> yes uh I, I think that this is uh an easy broncos win in fact it may look very similar to last week where the broncos are up 30 to 6 30 to 7 uh 30 to 10 and then the jaguars get a field goal maybe literally with time running out just like the giants did but the broncos are still easily going to cover this spread and then guys we're going to be saying not only are the broncos winning games but they're winning games exactly how they should be all right, you're going to make me change my score here. Um, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, and I don't want to say the same thing as you. So I'm going to say uh, 34-17. Um, mm. Predicting the Broncos to score 30 points is a, 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 an interesting thing that we're both doing here, uh, considering it hasn't happened a lot. But, man, like the offense, I really liked the way they moved the ball. I really liked the trust they had in Teddy. I hope they continue going for it. Uh, on fourth down uh, because I think, you know, this is a team that is just pr- – they're prone to stall in the in the red zone. Um, so you have to be – you know, if you're willing to give them four opportunities to convert a first down, then they're going to convert a lot more. Um, so that – you know, that's something I'll keep an eye on. I You know, I know Vic Fangio was pretty desperate last week. I don't know if he's feeling a little more comfortable in his seat at this point and maybe goes back to being a little more conservative because the Broncos – shouldn't have shouldn't have to go for two to win this game but i think if they're going to blow them out uh they're definitely going to need or sorry not go for two but go forward on fourth down they're, they're going to have to do those sort of things if they want to blow them out um and i think they should want to go for the throat you know uh, you you watch a lot of these college games early in the season and when they get a fourth and one 
even if they're up 21, you know, in the first half, they want to go for it uh, and just try to put the nail in the coffin. I think that's the way they should approach this one. Um, bummer that Jerry Judy's not going to be out there, obviously, and and I w- I'm interested to see how that affects the offense. But all that said, I'm still going to predict them to uh, to score a bunch of points and not allow the the Jags to do so. Well, I love it. Jets, and Mace, yeah. bef- be really quick, Mace, before we get your picks, uh, I, I want to get everyone who's watching this, I want to get their picks. So if you're if you're watching on Twitter, jump over to YouTube, hit us with the like, and then also drop your picks in here. We're getting a lot of people giving their picks, and I want to get to those right after we hear from what Mace thinks is going to happen. Well, since week one of last year, guys, the Jags have never failed to allow at least 20 points. They've oh. The last three games, they've allowed at least 30 – or last five games, they've allowed at least 30 points four times. So if you don't score 30 on the on these guys, you're doing something wrong. I'm going with the Broncos getting 31. That, by the way, is exactly what the Jaguars have given up on average since the start of last year. Broncos get 31. Jaguars with a late window dressing touchdown, much like the Giants had last Sunday – Get seven to seventeen, thirty-one, seventeen final. Okay, so interesting, guys. You both are taking the over, which is set at forty-five and a half. I'm just taking the under. I think this comes down to, yeah, exactly what the Broncos defense is going to do because I think the Broncos offense is certainly going to do their part in hitting the over. Uh, and it's just how much can, can they squeeze Trevor Lawrence and just keep him down? And guys, the Houston Texans. Hand, manhandled the the Jacksonville Jaguars list last week. I think they were up thirty five to seven at one point or something like that. And then the the Texans built or the Jaguars built some momentum. I put in air quotes. Really, just you know, played from behind and got garbage time points in order to make it twenty one points. That could easily happen again. And guys, I'm looking at all of these uh, pe- people, listeners uh, chiming in. Most of them, ninety percent of them, are double digit point wins here. I don't see anyone that says the Broncos don't cover the spread. Everyone, even the closest one we have, you know, 21 to 10. Uh, We we have another that's uh, uh, from Will, 29-21. Even that still covers the spread. Everyone thinks they're covering the spread. We got a 28-24 coming in from Brandon Mm. Jay, who says he's a Jags fan. But I'll tell you, if if I (laughs) Welcome to the pod. Yeah, love having you on. Hell yeah. But here's the thing. If I were viewing this from a distance and I see a six point home underdog, I'd be I'd be a little wary here. I mean, it, uh, and I think I know now we see the Broncos. We've watched the Jags Texans game game. We've seen and I, I watched Trevor Lawrence, his preseason work as well. I, that and I'm comfortable saying the Broncos cover the spread, but if you didn't watch these two teams and you just saw plus six at home, you'd be like, "Oh wow, I I think I'm going to ride the home team on this one to make it close at least." Well, but Mace, but then you look and yeah, the Broncos weren't good last year, but you look and just see how bad the the Jacksonville Jaguars were. I mean, one in fifteen, Mace, and and you pointed it out yesterday. Their last win was over a year ago in week one of last year. This is a team that is riding, what, a 16-game losing streak right now? Yikes. So, sure, you can see that, but then this is something that you also see. And Will makes a good point. He says Vegas is projecting the Broncos win 26-20. to And, guys, to me, 
Ah, is there such thing as a a bad win, an ugly win right now in Broncos country? Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't be uh, choosy about it, but I promise you, if that's the score, we won't be uh, doing a hype cast after the game. (laughs) Unless, I mean, I think we might, here's what we might say. If it's 26-20, then... 26-13 Yeah, but if it's like a six-point win then how did that happen? Did that happen because Bridgewater came back to earth or did that happen because the number one overall pick made some plays against a secondary missing that uh, maybe was, was missing Ronald Darby and Pat Sertan had some good moments, but had some rookie moments as well. So that that's, that's what I think we might be saying. If it's a close, if they win, but it's closer than expected. I think one of the things that we'll be saying is, Wow, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to get there. He's going to be special. That's probably why it happens. I, I've got a um, – I don't know if this is a 50-yard field goal uh, or if, we've, we still, if we're still doing those this season. Kick um, it. Kick it, but, baby. Uh, I've got Pat Sertan picking off Trevor Lawrence. Oh, um, because you know they've only played once. Uh, and uh, it was unfortunate for for Pat in Alabama. Clemson absolutely destroyed him his freshman year. Th- this would be a nice little payback. I don't think it would be a hundred percent payback yet. But is though. it a, is it a throw to Chark or Visca? Yeah, interesting. Um, man, what a tough matchup. I think they probably will have uh, Pat Sertan on on Lavisca. Yeah. Um, and that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, I I'm sure Visca will you know will get the ball uh, one way or another, but. I do think that at some point Pat Sertan gets him and Broncos fans get to, you know, have their whole thing about how he picked off the number one overall pick and that'll be a fun one. And shut down the CU guy. Now, now why, why would you say he would be on Visca? Because uh, Chark is pretty much their number one guy. Is that because the, the Broncos say, well, Kyle Fuller, you're, you're our number one cornerback? Yeah, I, man, putting Sertan on Chark, um, his first ever true start would be a, a a tough ass. Now I'm sure he'll, he'll match up with him at some point, but DJ Tark is like a really good NFL receiver. Whereas Visca, you know, Visca is just a freak. Um, he's still got a lot of work to do in terms of just, just being a receiver um, to where I think Pat Sertan also happens to be a freak. Um, and, you know, you just go freak on freak um, and, <laughs> and let those two just battle it out. And I think, like I said, I think Visco will have a couple catches. I think he'll make a big play or two. But I do think uh, Sertan gets him once. Uh, well, I, I like that, guys. Uh, and for uh, all, uh, we're, we're just sticking with 50 yarders this week. So uh, I'll stick with a 50 yarder. Pretty easy one. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, we'll, we'll step it back to 55, uh, 57. I'm going to say that Melvin Gordon doubles his props for this game he's at 42 and a oh. half rushing yards he's he's gonna hit 90 yards in this game guys i wouldn't be surprised if both running backs hit 90 yards in this game this defense let me say it again is terrible the broncos are gonna be able to run the ball they're gonna be able to pass the ball but i really think in this game because they they, they can do both they're going to turn to the running game more than the passing game and just say you guys take it home for us let's just pound this let's just run the clock out let's just win this game but it's not going to be done at three yards at a time it's going to be done at six seven yards at a time guys i think melvin hits his 42 and a half yards over a DraftKings sportsbook in the first half so maybe he doesn't truly double it up by the end of the game because they pull him uh 
uh, and, and maybe you're seeing Demaria uh, Crockett out there in the fourth quarter, but th- this is going to be just a monster performance from both running backs on the ground. Yeah, I'm um, my 50 yard field goal, defensive touchdown. Ooh, I like it, and it could it could maybe be Pat com- Sertan. Yeah, maybe it yeah. combines with mine. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm just gonna say defensive touchdown in general. That uh, uh, that I don't know if it's gonna be a, a strip sack fumble or or so or Visca or Marvin Jones or DJ Chark fumbling and scooping and scoring or pick six, but one way or another, Broncos D takes it to the house. I love it. I love it. And and Lawrence is not afraid uh, to throw those you know out routes to the sidelines, the outbreaking routes, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly how. You know, uh, Pat Sertan got his the last time, so maybe that could be the way. And, guys, something that I love as well is catching the game at the DNVR bar. Unless you're going to Jacksonville like Mesa's and you're going to be there for the game, you guys got to be at the DNVR bar to watch this, and we've got the perfect setup. We open at 10 earlier than anyone else, and then we will have not just the game on, of course, at 11, and not you won't just be surrounded by tons of Broncos fans, but we've got the game sound, which, guys, is something that you don't get. It makes it the perfect atmosphere. It honestly feels like you're, you're at, like, an interesting part of the stadium because the atmosphere is just so amazing and we also open at 10 on saturday for all of your college football games so make sure to come to the bar check us out we'll have draft kings reps there every saturday and sunday handing out ten dollar drink tickets when you sign up on the sportsbook app and guys also join our family over at the dnvr.com where you get extra raffle tickets when you come and watch the games you get all the benefits of us and you also get to leave comments and support us so we'd really appreciate it and make sure to check out the bar this weekend yeah you missed you missed uh missed the best part though zach uh if you show up at 10 a.m you get to watch us do the tailgate uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we're doing it kind of like a live studio show for the people who are at the bar right now. Last year, we were kind of in the corner. Now we face right out to everyone. So you can come in early, get a beer, and uh, and watch the show. Ryan, don't worry. I said that yesterday, but, you know, with you on, I didn't want to make you mm. blush. I know it's hot in Arizona, so you already got kind of that red in your cheeks. I do, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when you come and watch the tailgate, you'll see us uh, drinking uh, beers, but a very specific type of beers. Damn good beers, of course, from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, you know, last week we had a little mismatch of some Strawberry Sky in the, uh, you know, in our customary bucket. Uh, there was a Mountain Beach in there, a couple Breck Lagers. Um, maybe we go some with some seltzers this week. They have it all, and uh, they're all just great Sunday football drinking beers. Of course, you know, maybe more than any of them is that Broncos country hoppy pale ale. So check out Breckenridge Brewery, get you some damn good beer so you can drink along with us uh, on Sunday while you watch the Broncos. All right. I don't know how I'm going to get through this without laughing, but I'm going to try because autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins. You're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, make sure you keep He's things fresh it. this fall with the leaders in male grooming in their brand new fourth generation performance package. Get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to make the leap into fall with Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide using it by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with that code 
DNVR. That performance package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, the trimmer is essential. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight and turn it off when you need it for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof and it also includes the weed whacker. Just because it's autumn doesn't mean you're not going to have weeds still growing. So check out the weed whacker. Chop up those weeds in your nose and ear use a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system wow to provide proprietary skin safe technology preventing nicks snags hugs in those delicate holes so check out the fall package at manscape and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dmvr at manscape.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code dmvr at manscape.com make your balls a priority this fall choose manscape and your balls will thank you. Pants Great job, mate. I'm sorry. The best thing I've ever heard. When I saw the pumpkin, <laughs> the pumpkin, I'm like, oh god, I'm not gonna make it through this. <laughs> Let's just if uh, if your pumpkins are orange, though, go see a doctor, please. Yes. But you'll need to manscape. You'll need to manscape before that, so they can see what's what you're talking about. Oh my god. Or gosh. maybe you just need a better spray tan. <laughs> maybe. Oh, and guys. Let's uh we just took a trip around our bodies. Let's take a trip around the AFC West now to talk about the other games in the AFC West. Ah, look at us just taking a trip there. Wow, I got, Ryan I got gets that seat right, on the wing. I love it. Yeah, Ryan gets first class. What the heck is this, guys? I'm in the it's back. South, no, it, wow. it's, it's Southwest. There are no classes. Look uh, at me. I, I, I'm the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and captain, that- we're in trouble with where you're sitting. Zach's got the the John McKay seat. When he coached the Bucks, he used to always say he al- he always sat in the back. Most coaches sit in the front of the plane. He always sat in the back because quote never saw a plane go ass first into a mountain. <laughs> wow. God, John McKay was a really a national treasure. Wasn't he was. He? <laughs> Man, all right, let's jump into these games, guys. And you have the Las Vegas Raiders. Remember, the 1-0 Las Vegas Raiders going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. How do we like this game shaking out, guys? I'll start with Mace. Well, I mean, the Raiders, we saw the firepower on display, and we saw their defensive line on on display against the Ravens Monday night. And uh, uh, that D-line might be what helps keep them out of mediocrity again. We know their offense is going to be good, but they can get a good pass rush going. That being said, you can argue that the Steelers have the best defense in football right now, all three levels, playing it, playing at a high level, shut down Josh Allen and company in Buffalo last Sunday. I'm actually getting 2015 Broncos vibes with these Steelers because Roethlisberger Uh-oh. doesn't look like he has a lot left, but that D is powerful so at home in front of the Heinz Field fans full house for the first time uh, in a couple of years I'm taking the Steelers it's funny that you said that Mace I thought that um, I was going to have the hot take which is just that I think the Steelers are maybe the sneaky AFC team this year that can make a run Um, I felt those vibes last week I took Steelers money line against the, the the Bills uh, and, you know, they paid me off. I think that they're going to get off to a really hot start here for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned. So I also 
uh, have the Steelers. Despite the, the Raiders, they somehow always find a way to look better than we expect them to be early on in the season. So it, it wouldn't shock me if they found a way to win this one. Yeah, and yeah. in Pittsburgh, I think this is just what, what gives it to Pittsburgh easily. And also, guys, the Raiders dealing with some injuries, just like the Broncos are early in the season. Uh, a late night on Monday night. This one, everything points to the favor of the Steelers. So I'm going Steelers. Raiders are going to be 1-1 one and one and behind the Broncos. All right, let's hit our next game. we about this, the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan, how's this one play out? Um, well, as we kind of have talked about here, as it relates to Justin Herbert specifically, I, I've been trying to tell people just because Justin Herbert is good does not mean the Chargers are good. Uh, and this is a perfect example of that. I think that, uh, you know, Justin Herbert will make his plays and, you know, they'll put up some points and have some fun or whatever, but uh, eventually the Cowboys score a few more than them and, and get the job done. So I've got Cowboys here. Kind of a quasi home game as well. I mean, the, you're, it's in LA, but the Chargers are always going to have a lot of fans for the opposing team. And uh, Dallas trains up, uh, up the road in Oxnard. Dallas has always had a huge fan base out in Southern California. So that doesn't work in the Chargers favor. What, does work in the Chargers' favor, though, is Demarcus Lawrence being out for the next couple of months with the injury he suffered in practice yesterday, and it might even be touch and go for Lawrence to be ready by the time the Broncos take on the Cowboys at Jerry World in November. But that's relevant for this game. I think Herbert's going to have the time to throw that he didn't always have facing down that rush in Washington last last Sunday, although he handled it well, I thought. I'm taking the Chargers in this one. Oh, Mesa, I was really hoping you went with Ryan and went the Cowboys as well. Uh, but Mesa, I think you said it, that injury, Demarcus Lawrence, their best defensive player, not having him is really going to hurt going up against Justin Herbert. And I think there starts to be a little more juice and a little more fan support in SoFi Stadium for the Chargers. And I think you see that this week. I think Justin Herbert plays to the level of Dak Prescott this week, which maybe a couple years ago didn't sound like a uh, an endorsement on Justin, but after what Dak did last week, he's back. That That's a big compliment there. So I'm going to say the Chargers beat the Cowboys at home, and guys, report just came out literally a minute ago that said Demarcus Lawrence is going to be out six to eight weeks, which, yep. prob- which could very well impact him uh, being on the field for the Broncos, and we went through the schedule last week, man. It gets tough with some games in that stretch, so that would be huge if if he's not out there for uh, for the Cowboys when the Broncos play him. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's hit the final game in the AFC West, and of course it is the final game on Sunday night. We've got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs three-and-a-half-point favorites going into Baltimore to face the Ravens. Guys, we talked about it. The Broncos could very well have a better record than the Chiefs after two or three games this season. Is that happening this week? No. Yeah, you're, sh- you're shaking your head. How confident are you in that? Uh, I'm really confident, and maybe this is like my week one overreaction of the week or of the year. I don't know. Um, but I, I really, really wasn't impressed with the Ravens um, at, at really, in really any facet. Now, I know they had their opportunities to win that game, and 
you know, maybe if they find a way to win it in uh, in regulation, I'm not feeling this way. But I just – they just didn't look good to me, like, at, at football. Um, so – I'm I'm going Chiefs, and I actually think the Chiefs steamroll them. Mm, so you like that three and a half? Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. And then on top of that, Ryan, not only did they not look good, but then they they had some injuries following the game as well. So this is one where, uh, again, a late Monday night game. They had to travel back home after that Monday night game. The Raiders beat them down a long game. Uh, I did not like what I saw from the Ravens. And on top of that, they're already injured coming into last week's game. So I think the Chiefs are, are going to take off with this one. I do like a comfortable win. And I, I like the, the Chiefs to, uh, to really show that Look, the Browns are a really good team, uh, and uh, that's why that game was close. It's not that we've regressed at all, and we're going to prove it to everyone on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, uh, the guy that I think maybe you keep your eye on here is uh, Nicole Hardman, who did not have a great game for the Chiefs in in week one. But without Marcus Peters, you could see the drop off once the dominant once you account for the domino effect in the secondary uh, with the Ravens on Monday night. The other thing is also even though the, the Ravens had a decent game on the ground where you saw them lacking because of the injuries at running back was when you asked the running backs to be responsible for pass pro. And of course the Chiefs the deep, their, their defense can generate a, pa- a pass rush, and if Lamar Jackson doesn't escape fast enough, you see things like what happened when Carl Nassib had that uh, strip sack fumble in overtime. I think the Chiefs are just going to be too much for the Ravens. That being said, I do think the Ravens are going to be very dangerous when they come into Denver in week four, and as Zach and I talked about earlier this week, quite possibly a very desperate team when they come to Denver in a, co- in a couple of weeks, and uh, that might throw a wrench into that game, but for now... I think the Ravens lose this one to the Chiefs at home. Well, let's hope we're all wrong, guys, except for Ryan being right about the Cowboys over the Chargers. And the Broncos are one game ahead of everyone in the AFC West. Guys, tonight's game, really quick, it's a pretty terrible game. I mean, I think it'd be pretty interesting if Fitzpatrick was playing, but with with him not playing, oh my gosh, what a sleeper. But I can't get a feel on this game. The Washington football team is the better team, and I don't think it's really even close but do you really roll with Taylor Heineke? Mm. <clears throat> Man, um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. This is I, I have. No, that's why I asked you. I just have no idea. But I guess I said it with mm-hmm. the way I, I set up that question. The Washington football team, in my opinion, is no doubt better. Then the New York Giants, they were able to hang with the Chargers despite not having Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. So I can't believe I also, with this game, they're three-point favorites. I mean, I can convince myself that Washington's a better team and you go with Taylor Heineke, but then it hits me that they're the favorites too. Oh, that's tough, but yeah, give me the better team. Yeah, Taylor's riding, still riding that wave of uh, pushing the Bucks to the limit back in January when he was thrown out there. I mean... It doesn't mean he's a good quarterback, but is he good enough to keep you in a game if he's executing a scheme and trying not to make mistakes? Well, he probably is at this point. And then you look at you also look at what Washington brings on defense, the kind of the, the, the discomfort they can put on Daniel Jones from from their pass rush. And then even on the offensive side, kind of you look at uh, at the guys who did well last week. You know, Terry McLaurin 
any quarterback, no matter how mediocre they are, knows that just if you get the ball to McLaurin, you're going to move the chains. And also, a quarterback would know that with Antonio Gibson, who can catch pass out of the backfield, but had a nice game in the nice game running the ball last week, that if you just set him up for success, he's going to be able to to be electric and make some plays. So I think Heineke just he if as long as he as long as he trusts Gibson and McLaurin in particular, he's gonna be he's gonna be able to keep things on schedule. I think Washington wins and wins comfortably tonight, guys. Yeah, I love it. So we're all in step uh, no. there, and and I never gave my pick. I I yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be Mr. Devil's Advocate here. I am. I think everything's coming up Broncos, and uh, it will be a good look for the Broncos if the Giants <laughs> go out there and get a win. Um, I think the Giants on the he- uh, on the strength of their defense finds a way to pull this one out. Wow! And do we see Saquon look like Saquon? Um, I think he gets a a couple passes uh, mm. that he opens it up with a screen, uh, maybe like a little pop pass or something that he's able to get out in the open field. Um, their offensive line sucks, so uh, it's going to be hard for him to ever look like Saquon trying to run the ball behind them. And- you know what was interesting about Saquon last week, guys, is that he only put, like, he only played twenty eight snaps. And on those 28 snaps, he was either the target or the ball carrier receiver on 13 of them. So, like, when he's out there, he's the focal point. Clearly. That's how it should be. That, yeah. that, that That's absolutely how it should be. And you should throw passes to Devontae Booker because, whew, man, it's his catch radius pretty darn impressive. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's going to catch it and, you know, be down right where he can uh, I thought I thought you were going to say he's going to run into his uh, the back of his own player or something. Somehow, some way. <laughs> or, or he's going to hurdle somebody and it's going to get called back for a penalty. Oh, that was maybe the worst luck I've ever oh. seen. He uh, had the, but, you know what? He had the worst luck on pl- in general on great plays being called back because somebody else screwed up when he was here. Yep. He really, he really did. did. It's prime time to that game. Oh, man. Well, guys, if you think you have good luck this week, you need to check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And I'll hit you. Uh, it's not just me. It's the three of us. We'll hit you with what we think are some pretty good bets. Guys, we all unknowingly, or maybe knowingly, took the under on Jacksonville Jaguars team points. Team points, 19 and a half. We all had the under. We all took the over on Broncos team total points, 26 and a half. We all took the over. We all took the over on Broncos total touchdowns over two and a half. And the one you may want to stay away from is Jacksonville's total. No, no. We all took the under on this one too. Jacksonville's total touchdowns at two and a half. We all went under as well. That just, that just wettens the palate a little bit when you're over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, I love, I'll give my DraftKings pick of the weekend right now. Or Melvin Gordon over 42 and a half rushing yards. And as you can all drafting sports book. And on top of that, if you bet $1 on any game this weekend, they'll give you $200 in free bets just like that, that you can use right away. And you bet those, you get the, you get the winnings. It's incredible. It's a great way to start off your account. So if you're looking for to get in on the action, make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to turn that $1 bet into $200 in free bets when you place a bet over at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Also, make sure you check out our friends over at Solace Meds who have some awesome deals out there for you this month, as they always do. But the best thing about Solace Meds is they will let you parlay uh, discounts just like the way that our friends at DraftKings will let you parlay uh, winners. Um, So what you got here is 20% off uh, strains tinctures, 25% off Can America gummies, 25% off rockin' cartridges, and 20% off glacier concentrates. Then you go down there. You say, hey, um, I'm using the code DNVR20, and they'll say, oh, okay, there's another 20% off for you. And then they'll say, hey, and you also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. So uh, check that out because that is an insane deal. You just stack deal on top of deal on top of deal over at Solace Meds, and they've got four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, off of Broadway, and then one just blocks away from uh, the DNVR bar on Colfax. Check them out. Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Also check out the Colorado XOs over to Xfinity Park. They finished up their season at 5-5, five and five, which was a great start for this brand-new team playing as professionals in rugby. They've been playing for years. And if you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team, and they're made up of athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respected sports. They come from... Backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, soccer, track and field, wrestling, and possess the necessary athletic skills to excel at the game of rugby. And guess what? They're looking for more people just like the guys and on their roster. So if you are an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Colorado XO program, can contact the director of recruitment, Peter Pass, because email is P P A S Q U E at Glendale.co.us. That that's P Pask. P-P-A-S-Q-U-E at glendale.co.us. And, of course, our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you with the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. You can follow him in the DNVR Rugby account to keep up with the latest news. You can learn about rugby with his Rugby 101 podcast. And, of course, wherever rugby is going on, Colton's going to have some betting advice for you. So check out DNVR Rugby and that DNVR Rugby podcast. Guys, we have a uh, a winner for the uh, most odd comment of the week coming in from Logan Bowmount. I don't know where this comes from. Maybe you guys can help me with this, but he says the avatars be like RK in quotes. I'll have her home by nine, sir. Zach in quotes. I'll be home a few minutes late. Won't be a huge deal. Mace. He calls me daddy old man. She will be home when I say so. <laughs> where is this coming from? It, it, do I not understand little, uh... something? Yes. You oh, our avatars. Our yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that is too good, Logan. I love it. Man, the comment section has been fantastic today. And speaking of fantastic comment sections, guys, let's hop into the comments on the website. And if you want to get these questions read, which they're always read, go to thednvr.com. Make sure you remember, hit the podcast tab at the top. Click on Broncos podcast, all of our podcasts that we've ever done, which is a lot. We've talked for a lot of minutes on this podcast in the history, but you click on the top one, scroll to the bottom page. And if you're a member, a comment section will magically appear. Leave your comment there and we will read it on the next pod. But of course, Don't leave any comments on today's pod because Sunday 
too busy of a day. So we will get to every question that's left on Sunday's pod on Monday. And guys, let's just hop right into these. The first one is coming in from Steve is the worst. He says, my boys, what a way to start the season. We got to take care of business against these Jaguars. Time for PS2 and KJ Hamler to shine. PS, help me with your knowledge of the game and tell me if I should start KJ Hamler or Timmy P. Thanks for all you do. You know what? Originally, I was going to say Tim Patrick, and I do think Tim Patrick is going to do well. But was it not eye-opening what uh, KJ Hamler was saying about Teddy Bridgewater kind of at literally asking for Hamler's locker to be relocated next to his and yeah. the bond yeah. that those two are developing? You know what that made me think of? Uh, the report that came out at one point, I actually think the report came from Philip Lindsay, uh, that Case Keenum never talked to any of the other offensive <laughs> players in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. About the opposite. Wait, oh, wasn't it Devon? Wasn't it Devontae Booker, Booker that, Booker that said, said that like, when I passed him in the hall, he wouldn't say hi or something? Yes, that was it. <laughs> that was like the falling off season. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, who, who did that have an app? Was Joe Black or something? Booker's like, yeah, it's great. When I pass a starting quarterback in the hallway, he says hi now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, dude. How, how is Case Keenum so bad? I realized his book was already written, but geez. At least <laughs> Case stole 25 million bucks. The- yeah, he really did. He wasn't a bad guy. He just kind of failed at the con- at the human connection part of being a quarterback. Sort of, kind of a big part. Yeah, it's kind of the exact opposite of Teddy Bridgewater, who might who who might be a Hall of Famer in terms of human emotional connections that he makes with guys at the at, as the quarterback. But I mean, but even so, I mean, when you ask for a guy to have his locker next to you, it's it says a lot. It also it also says, I think, how much Teddy believes in KJ. And that's and 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 part of why after the drop next series third down wasted no time going back to him near the sideline when he when he got space. Yep. Yeah, um, I think that both of these guys are going to have a, f- a good few catches, mm-hmm. but I've got uh, Timmy Toe Taps in the end zone uh, to get you a few more points there in fantasy. Ooh, I okay. disagree. I think KJ is getting in the end zone on a bomb i think teddy says especially because i know he can beat these guys we're gonna hit him deep so i think you have over 10 fantasy points from kj on one catch now i think he gets more than that but i'm saying on one catch you're gonna out outshine timmy that's that's fair i mean it's gonna be timmy gets more yards or more more catches kj maybe gets more yards because he has the explosive like you mentioned zach Next one from Melbourne Bronco. He says, hi, guys. I got to say, every time I hear Teddy in an interview, I just love the guy more and more. Pretty sure Broncos everywhere are feeling the same. 100%. I mean, like I said, you know, he's starting to win everyone over slowly but surely. Get a win this week. Perform well. And I think most Broncos fans, just because they're so ready to love again, Mm -hmm. uh, are going to be hopping on the Teddy train. So what what do you what are you saying? He's like a five, but because they're desperate, they they he looks like an eight. I mean, if if they win, he's playing good. Maybe he just is an eight. Maybe an eight's an eight. Ryan, I didn't say he. I didn't say anything about him <laughs> being a five. I just said Broncos fans. You know, right now they're still in the scared to get hurt phase, um, which is completely understandable. Um, and but but deep down, they're ready to give their heart. And 
And I think Teddy, with one more good date, could really uh, could really win him over. I'm having like a serious Elton John flashback. Don't go breaking my heart. That's Bronco fans. Yep. Yep, and then Teddy's yeah. like, I wouldn't if I tried. I mean, <laughs> yep. oh, oh, boy. He's going to yes. try not to. Yes. And yep. uh, you just hope that Teddy isn't a wild card, which brings us to our next commenter coming in from wild card. He says, hey, fellas, sorry if my question was a bit confusing yesterday, but I was trying to ask if you were more wary of the Raiders in general this season because they were able to beat a Baltimore team that you wrote off as almost a certain loss on our schedule. Um, OK, so are you more wary of the Raiders now that they've beat the Ravens? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think you just have to be a little bit more on on your toes um, as it relates to the Raiders. But this is like the script for them. They play really well in the beginning of the season and they tail off as, you know, other teams start to figure out what they like to do. Um, so I, I think you have to be aware, but I don't think they're all of a sudden like some great team. So yeah. then my question for you, Ryan, is you play the Raiders, which they're typically better at the beginning of the season. You play them play them at home at the beginning of the season. You play them on the road near the end of the season. Which one of those games scares you more, at home when they're typically playing better or on the road when they're typically worse? Um, On the road. I mean, the Broncos just seemingly struggle on the road with the Raiders every time. So um, that's always going to be the one that scares me more but i just mean as a team when that when that late game comes around we probably aren't going to be talking about the raiders as a contender right yeah the, the I, thing I though agree. that the thing that that is kind of the wild card pardon the pun on the name but is that they had a huge home field advantage i thought on monday night that was first game in in front of fans in allegiant stadium but what if the raiders do maintain that kind of emotional edge and 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 that crowd ends up being one of the more hostile hostile crowds and one of the the more raucous environments in the nfl i mean if that's the case then that's the kind of thing that might be the difference between eight and nine and nine and eight or ten and seven for this team yeah for yeah sure. that, that game's comes- gonna be really important yeah. Next one comes in from Pig Tosser sixty six. What position groups were they talking about us trading our depths from again? Oh yeah, the two where we just put two starters on IR yesterday. Roster depth is key, fellas. I couldn't agree more. Um, now they already did uh, actually cut off some of the depth from the wide receiver position, um, and now I'll touch wood. They are uh, a little bit in the danger zone. A little bit in the danger zone. They can't really afford um, much more from that area. But like we've said. Earlier in the week, they do have some uh, three tight ends that they really trust having out there. That really helps. But again, you don't want to have to change what you like to do because of injuries. And they're, you know, the, the, the depth is already being tested. They're lucky that it's happening at, at positions that they have depth. And don't forget about um, uh, Natani Muti also, who's probably going to have to step in uh, for Graham Glasgow. And yeah. on top of that, uh, at, at cornerback as well. I mean, it, it, it's you are now you've lost your depth at uh, at these two spots. You're fine right now, but I'm touching what one more injury to either of those spots. Then you are in 
big trouble potentially. Now you can shake things around. Like Ryan said on offense, you do more two tight ends on defense. You can bring in Justin Sternod to help it in the coverage with linebackers. You can bring in Caden Stearns as, as a safety, but then you are changing uh, who you are and what you do. Remember still no Michael OJ Moody. Yet. He's a guy that uh, could, you, you would feel comfortable about, okay, we've lost one guy. Now he's our depth. We feel good about that, but you don't have him for the next couple of weeks. So then you're falling back on, on a rookie, Kerry Vincent jr yeah and that and that's the thing like this injury to ronald darby this kind of happens at the at the worst possible time because it's not just oj mudia you're still waiting on a saying bassy who's on the pup list and isn't even eligible to come back until mid-october you know oj mudia you could have back after after a couple more weeks and uh, get him in there uh, by the ravens game but but bassy who you could probably argue played better than oj mudia at times last year He's he's still a little ways off because of his pup designation. So, yeah, you're in great shape depth wise as you get into October and November. But right now, this is kind of the moment where you're scrambling a little bit. So just kind of hang in there, like you said, touch wood. Hope you don't have a further injury at the position in the next in the next two to three weeks. Exactly. All right. Next one coming in from our guy, Jason 17. He says, can't wait to see Pat Sertan the second, or is it junior out there locking down a Jags wide receiver? Question for y'all. Did Stranod play last week against the Giants? Seems like it was mostly Jewel and Johnson. Thanks for all you guys do. Okay, Mace, before you look this up, do you guys know the answer to this? I do not. Okay. So Mace, don't look it up. Don't look it up. If you haven't, I want to see, do you know? I mean, those eyes are just, I think he's not, I think he's cheating. I have it, I have it right in front of me. So I, <laughs> oh, you pulled it question, up. I, I gave you the, the warning no, not to. No, because you, you, I looked it up before you said anything. So because yeah, I, time. because I have, I have the box score in front of me on my desktop. So boo. Okay. Ryan, how many snaps did Justin should not play on defense? Zero. Boom. Zero. Zero snaps for him on defense and just, boy, uh, I mean, that just shows how much uh, Vic Fangio trusts his older guys. I mean, you look at Josie Jewell, 100% of the snaps. He played every single snap. That is pretty darn incredible for Josie, especially when, you know, everyone thought there was limitations to his game. Vic Fangio said, nope, no limitations there. Alexander Johnson played in 84% of the snaps. And, of course, Justin Nunn. Don't you think this is a, a little bit of an L on Vic Fangio's part, uh, especially when you're in control of the game um, so handily late and you still haven't gotten Justin Sernod any time uh, in an NFL game? It feels like on that last drive, when the defense heart wasn't really in it anyway, you could have gotten Justin Sernod in there and you know had him get some reps. Yeah, and that that that's. It's interesting. I mean, does it does that just show how Vic Fangio feels about him? I mean, because Justin Stranaugh got a lot of time in training camp and in the preseason, you would think, and I was pretty darn impressed with him. I think you guys were too. Is there something behind the scenes that maybe is just isn't clicking? But it even it even sounded like Vic was satisfied with that too. So yeah, Ryan, I, I'm certainly getting him playing time and blowouts, and that's that's why you hope the Broncos are up twenty seven to three midway through the third in the game, so that. You you can get these backups some time. I think the other thing also is that when they go sub, 
Uh, when they go when they go sub package, Vic Fangio likes leaving the linebackers out there much more than having three defensive linemen because actually the Broncos on Sunday only averaged two point two defensive linemen per play over the course of the game. Then he just he just he trusts he trusts those guys into when they go sub. And we did see in camp sometimes where they did go sub packages with three D linemen, but last Sunday it was straight up two D linemen and leaving Johnson and Jewel out there when they went nickel. Exactly. And no one coming in from blood, orange, and blue since 82. Our guy he says, gentlemen, great day. I want to start by saying thank you all for everything you do. I'm truly blessed, honored, and so happy to be part of this amazing community. With that being said, well, and thank you, blood, orange, and blue since 82. Uh, we, we love you right back. He says, with that being said, let's get into it. If you had to give this year's Broncos team a theme song, what would it be and why? You could choose any song from any generation. Appreciate y'all. Congratulations on your expansion. Phoenix is about to be lit. Uh, yeah, speaking of generation, I'm going to go with uh, a band who is famous for a song, uh, song with that word in it. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Won't Be Fooled Again um, because oh. that's where I'm at with the Broncos. Don't want to buy in too soon. Uh, it's a show me season. So, you know, the world is saying they won't be fooled again by the Broncos. It's up to the Broncos. Uh, to to put them at ease. It's up to the Broncos to fool them into not being fooled. Something like that. Who's more foolish, <laughs> the fool or the fool who follows them? <laughs> I'm going to go with my favorite song from middle school and high school. Probably listened to it a million times. I'm going The Underdog by Spoon. Because the Broncos what? playing a little uh, playing a little underdog this year, guys. I could sing the whole thing for you if you want right now. Zach always has the most obscure things <laughs> yeah. that he likes. I've never heard. Hey, of do you that. know? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. There, there's literally like spoons in it. Oh man, you get every single instrument. A- anyone in the comment section heard of it, or is this like my Chuck moment again, where I just I look like I'm making something up here? Uh, Come on, comment section, like. help me out here. Help me out here. Is, do you no? like things okay. that have cult following, Zach? crickets although wow. although quinn 92 looked like it had more than a cult following based on the pictures i saw from that concert oh. yes yes exactly he did yeah H- H- hanks hank I, t- I said help me out here not uh make me look silly oh gosh mace else, are you gonna anyone else a big fan of spooning spoon <laughs> around a little bit oh i, I am that's for sure Oh That's a, yep. Gosh. Oh wow. No one is. Oh my gosh. These are <laughs> these are brutal now. Oh, we just got to wrap up. Mace, anyone for you? Before well, I, you know, more comments just keep rolling in maybe, about me. Maybe maybe I'm too optimistic here, but I'm thinking I'm thinking 4-0 start. I'm thinking by the end of that you're sitting there saying you're sitting there thinking about Freddie Mercury saying another one's gone, another one's gone, another one bites the dust. Oh, I thought you were oh. going to say Freddie Mercury saying we are the champions. That's yeah. what I thought too. Yeah, get to, get get some momentum here. Get a little bit of a groove going, you know. <laughs> okay. So first you start with another yeah. one bites the dust. And, and, and I want mm. yeah. And, and I want something kind of like like that's, you know, that that's got a little bit of a that's that's got a little bit of a pulse to it to kind of think about what you expect the defense to be doing and dominating. I mean, you know, Vaughn Miller had a couple of sacks in week one. You start getting Bradley Shubb back, you crank, crank up the pass rush, and you're saying, hey, another another quarterback goes down, another one bites the dust. And then mm, I, winning I, I it's it. just, like, uh, yep. just like riding a bicycle. Yes. 
and so you make your way through that. You but celebrate that... with some fat-bottomed girls, and then you make your way all the way <laughs> to the end where you are the champions. Yeah, oh, I love and it. Hopefully, it doesn't. It, hopefully, it doesn't end uh, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, where you're just sitting there. Nothing really matters. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can see. <laughs> That's yeah, that's point. that that's been uh, Broncos fans for the past couple of years. Yeah, the last but, five uh, years have been Bohem- the last four years yeah. have been Bohemian Rhapsody, no doubt. That was uh, that was beautiful. And last one here from Casper says, "Fellas, I'm calling it now. If and when the secondary is fully healthy, PS2 will still be one of our top two corners." How say you? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I don't even think that's a 50 yard field goal. I think you're kicking that from like 37 yards. It's a pretty easy one. So Darby gets Wally pipped. He's just he's out of the lineup. Or what if what if Kyle Fuller? You know he goes against the Tyree Kill gets beat. He goes against some other fast receivers gets beat. He got beat you know by Sterling Shepard forty two yards and, and just can't keep up. Maybe you're using him more as as a situational guy. Okay, makes sense. I mean he did still have six tackles on on Sunday. So yeah, situational. Yeah. You put him inside. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm interested. <laughs> a lot of money happens. for a situational I, I, guy. <laughs> I hope uh, Pat Sertan plays lights out every game. I think there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, rookie rust that he has to shake off as he gets his head into the NFL. So, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I do think he's going to be a big part of the defense, no matter what. And speaking of lights out, guys. You got. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. All right, and we, uh, on that note, we're out of here. But, guys, check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. We're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area. And if you end a show like that, you may need to get your mouth cleaned after that. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Guys, that's all you have to do. You're going to the dentist anyway, so might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush in the process. Supporting our partners is supporting us, so you also help us out, and you support a family dentistry in Denver. And on top of that, guys, they're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, so make sure to check them out. You'll get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental if you schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam. But guys, I've loved this show thank you for rolling with us thank you guys for your live comments your comments on the dnvr.com for ryan for mace i'm zach stevens thank you guys so much we'll be live after the game to break it all down have a fantastic weekend see ya Fly.